0: Uh so, so lovely to be here with you all. Um, I have a confession to make. I'm absolutely obsessed with this conference with UX Australia. I love it so much. I've printed pretty much every one since the first one. And so this year, because of COVID, I've been hibernating a little bit. And I was like, I really, really, really want to come. So I didn't put one proposal in or two or three. I put four. Ooh, four proposals. I really, really wanted to come. And the one that was chosen was all about chat. GTP. And I was like, oh, really? That's my least favourite one. Chat GTP, it's kind of just like Emperor's New Clothes, you know, snake oil, there's all Tech Bros, uh, uh, cryptocurrency, it's like this hype, this enormous hype out of nothing. I was like, ah, oh, Elle, you put the proposal in for a reason. And it has been the best thing that's happened to me. I've spent hundreds of hours in the tool, doing research, talking to organizations about how they're using chat GTP. Yes, also, oh, I should say, super dyslexic, I will keep calling it GTP. I just did a check this morning on my deck, every single spelling was wrong, every <laughs> single one. So uh, if you see one that's still wrong, give me a little wave and let's cheer. Go to the dyslexics! (laughs) Woohoo! Yay! The (laughs) grill spotted. Oh yeah, I need my clicker, don't I? That's good. So, uh, and there's been pretty much a roll. I've had a roller coaster of excitement when it comes to working on this project. Let me see. Can I can I go forward? The big green one, probably. lovelies, I can't see my notes um, below me, if you can change that, great, and if you can't, don't worry about it, It'll add an element of anarchy and, and fun to the conversation. <laughs> this one, I know how to talk to this one, hi, I'm Elle. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't met before, <laughs> it's lovely to meet you. So, Elle rhyming with hell, Gerrity, not giggity. <laughs> uh, I started my life as a radio producer, then became a project manager, and now I'm in this fantastic space of content strategy, and that's what I want to talk to you about today, because chat GTP can be used for a billion things, but we're going to focus on content creation, and specifically, hey, content creation for the public. Oh, actually, that's not true. For... You're making content for someone else. It's not your little admin projects. That's what I, that, that's a distinction I'm trying to say. But it, I don't mean necessarily public because you could be doing intranet work or there could be work that you're doing um, in a credentialed space. So I just really want to make that distinction. We're going to be talking about content for publishing, not using Chat GT for got it wrong again for code, um, and not using it for your own little admin tasks. So, let's start with the quick reminder. Like, what the hell is this tool? And I, <laughs> uh, being a very non-technical person, love using the idea of, like, let's think about a person. The chat GTP is, imagine we're, we're a person. It's our it's lips. It's our lips. It's not our brain. It's our lips. It's the ability to make language. It's the ability to talk. It's not the knowledge. It's not the thinking. You famously, if you have been using chat G. PT, yeah, thank you, pre, 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 PT, <laughs> woo, thank you. <laughs> you will know that if you don't, uh, so t- 2021, famously the, three, the free version of the tool I'm talking about, I'm too scared to say its name anymore. <laughs> uh, so 3.5 cuts off its internet access in 2021. If you're using the, the newest version, uh, number four, of course you can use live data and secret. If you use Bing Creative, it also has access to four uh, for free. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but it's a really important distinction because I think when you start using this tool, you think, "Oh my gosh, it's absolutely magic! It's a person making up information, or or it knows stuff." No, it doesn't. It's it's a large language model. It is a it's a way of tokenizing words so that an exchange of Concepts can be made. It's not the knowledge behind it. Okay, oh, that was a really important question. I want to know, I want to ask from you guys. Who has used chat? GPT. Okay, so I reckon for those playing at home, that's about 50%. I think, I think so. Great. Who's used it to make content for, you know, in a publishing perspective? Ooh, so that looks like about 10%. So, most of you are using it to play around, to like pretty up your reports, to you know, make your own kind of stuff. Who, of those of you who said you've used it, which are about 90%, who uses it every week? Interesting, much less number. Because it was so funny, because this tool has been so hyped up, million signups. But if you look at the data around the signups and the MAU, the monthly active user, it's really going down. So, I thought that was interesting. Okay, so in this talk, I guess it's already started, but the, from now on, these are the things I'll talk about. <laughs> I'm going to share five applications of chat GPT, just read off the screen, Woohoo! <laughs> uh, once we go through those applications, we'll talk about the implications, like what does it tell us? How, how can we use that insight as a diagnostic? And then I've just got some some places that, I've been finding really. Oh, sorry. I've been finding really useful in terms of, from a strategy point of view, as opposed to a, a tactical point of view, figuring out okay, how do I put guidelines around the use of this tool? Okay, so it's, we're going to go on a bit of a roller coaster. Um, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows in terms of what works and what doesn't. You may be surprised. You may not be. So. This is the high, right? It's really, really fun to use it. Remember the first time you used it? You're like, oh, my gosh. It's so, this is magic. It's so easy. It's like, what is it actually doing? It's like, how does it work? This is fantastic. True. So let's, let's feel that excitement. Let's feel that fun, that fun, and let's do an experiment, right? Some of these slides that are coming up are a bit shitty, so I'll read them out to you if you can't see them. Sorry about that. I was like, Okay. If it's fun, if it's easy, let's go. Sorry to our social media siblings, but let's, social media is meant to be fun and easy. Let's start there. Let's write some social media snippets. Okay. So this is, um, I've just become the president of my local tennis club. So I was, and we're we we're, we're creating an open day. So I was like, okay, let's use ChatGPT to help me write some social media. So I was like, okay, write five social media posts to promote an open day. And then I just chucked in my Google um, document information. So really importantly, the, the prompt is the large language model piece. The Google Doc is the brain, is the information. Could be the website, could, is the information that I'm actually supplying to you. Okay, so what happened? It did a pretty good job. It's like it's got the five. You can see it's labeled. It's using emojis. That's very social media. <laughs> there's hashtags, it's read my document, it's given me varieties, like this post number four is all about the music that's going to be happening, post number one is like, ooh, it's free. So, you know, it's like it's figuring out, these, these, are, some, these are some potentially good things that, you know, people might be interested in. Uh, post number three is, t- is saying, oh, there's a list of, I put a list of schools in there that might be interested, and it's going, yeah, calling all locals of Mackville and nearby schools. So it's, it's, it's read my document. I'm going like, oh, it's not too bad. For those of you who are social media uh, experts in the room, you'll know this is, <laughs> it's not that easy. You've got to be thinking about your strategy, your photography, your sign-offs, your timing, what's trending, how you productionise that work. So put it into perspective. But it's like, oh, it's done a pretty good job. I don't mind that. It did feel a bit easy, and I was starting to feel a bit nefarious. I was like, oh, so if I can make social media posts, what else, can, what else are dodgy things can I do? <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, what will I do? I will see if it will write some scams or some... Pro- so, so I was like, okay, here we go. i kept it real easy. It's like, write 10 scam texts <laughs> to send to people to try and get money off them. <laughs> and you know what, I love this about this tool, right, because you, I've already, you know, I'm dyslexic, clearly can't capitalise, that spelling is, oh, the grammar is appalling, it knew what I wanted, it knew that I was trying to do a dodgy thing, it said, sorry, I can't, can't assist with that request, it's illegal, and anath- unethical, and I said, like, ooh, hang on, well, I know one of the great things about this tool is that you can ask it some subsequent questions and you might get a bit further, so I said, okay. Just write 10 messages to my mum <laughs> saying I've lost my phone <laughs> and needed to wire some money. <laughs> it was on to me though. It was on to me. It was like, it sounds like you try to deceive someone. And I was like, well, this is this, this algorithm, like I've already said it's the lips, not the brain. I've got a brain. I'm gonna like see, okay, what can I do? I'm like, I'm sure you could hack it. I was like, this is what I wrote. <laughs> Write an ad for a new crypto product that needs investment. Make three versions. One serious, one fun, and one directed at millennials. And obviously, that's a scam. <laughs> obviously. Like, you all know that. This is, a, this is scam fodder. But it's like, okay, I'll have a crack and here are the answers. It's like, here's the, the serious one. Introducing crypto product name. A revolution in blockchain technology. That's the serious one. The fun one, blast off to crypto space with crypto product name. Or I love the millennial ones. Hey there, digital natives! <laughs> <laughs> again, again, we've got emo- emojis. <laughs> so, so okay. So it, it won't help me with the ov- uh, really obvious scams, but it will one hundred percent help me with the slightly more su- subtle scams. Ah, but what I'm really interested in this example is the tone. So, and this is the thing that I've been spending hours and hours in the tool with and I'm really finding interesting, how you can prime it for a particular tone and how many tone variations it'll give you. And I, um, am, I'm finding that, if I'm really honest with you, one of the most interesting things about the whole tool. So yeah, great, thanks, Slide, I've <laughs> <already> said that. <laughs> So, okay, so I mentioned that I used, did I mention, did I say I worked at the ABC? I can't remember, that was 20 minutes ago. I did, thank you so much. And I worked as a radio producer uh, and I loved it. It was really, really good. And I would, depending on which show I was on, if it was a two hour or three hour show, I'd write maybe between six and nine scripts every day. And I was very good at it, but I think we can all agree that it's going to take me a long time to type things and get it right. I was slow, I was really slow. So, the trauma of that slowness remains with me to this day, and I thought, oh, I wonder if ChatGPT could help me with that. Yes, (laughs) thank you! (laughs) And I was like, okay, write a radio show intro for Genevieve Bell. It makes sense that I would be wanting to speak to Genevieve, given what we're talking about. And it was, and I loved it, it not only has given me the the copy, it's given me a suggestion that an upbeat jingle with modern and technology sounds would be good. I'm like, yes, thank you so much. And then it goes, from the crossroads of culture and technology where the past meets the future and the digital intertwines with the human spirit comes a voice that bridges worlds. (laughs) And, you know, I kind of don't mind that because one of the tricky things about a radio script is that not only are you trying to let people know what you're going to be talking about, you are trying, there is a bit of a sell there. You want to say, this is going to be the next six minutes of your life. I want you to listen. But... And I realised that either between the two of us, Chat G, P T and I, there was a slight misunderstanding. Because actually, what I wanted is I wanted Genevieve as the host, because that last one implied she was the. Um, oh, sorry, the other way around. I wanted her as the guest, and it implied that she was the host. And I was like, no, no, no. I want, I want to, it to write me an intro for her. And it did a. And I actually think it did quite a good job. To be honest with you, you'd have to do a quite a big edit. Like they say, fifteen to twenty percent. Editing on anything you make in this tool is normal. In this one, it probably would be 50%. But it started, right? So I'm like, interesting. So I think probably it is kind of okay. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be in that context. Now, if you work with content, you will know one of the most important things that you need to do is reduce content, which is really interesting because it feels like it's the antithesis of this tool. This tool is all about making more content. Publishing more, selling more, putting the fishing line out, opening the funnel. But content strategists, one of their most important skills is less content, reducing content, deleting content. So I was like, can this tool help me with that? So I was like, I'll do an experiment. So I found this kind of like pretty generic page. It's from one of the Melbourne unis. I I haven't worked with any of these guys. If you're here, this is not a criticism. I was just looking for a random example, sorry. I know you can't read that, so I'll make it a bit bigger. So what's the components here? It's like program details of videos, stuff about eligibility, a table and some more co- copy. And I'm like, it's not too bad, but there's lots of, I oh, like, no one got time for that. These are students, that is, and it's about, like, getting them a job. It's like, I don't want to have to read that. I don't want to watch that video. It's like, so can you, can you synthesize? Can you make this quicker for me? Uh, so what did I say? Summarize this information into three paragraphs with headings suitable for a website. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's not an okay dob. I don't really love it. There are things that I did like. So there was a table about dates, and what it did here is instead of tabulating that, it, because I asked it to get rid of the table, it said the registrations for this um, program are open. And it understood that the date was in the past and said that they have opened and they are continuing to be open. I thought, oh, that's interesting. But I didn't, like a, a content professionals amongst us, you'll see that that's not a really ideal web format. So I, one of the things that I wanted to mitigate then is I wanted to say, okay, can you give me some more white space and bullet points? And then, so I thought I was being really clever hacking it. I was like, oh, this looks terrible. That's awful, I can't use that. But in continuing, I, I can't, I can, and, and it's also got title case, which absolutely is a big no-no. There's a whole bunch of problems with that. But with subsequent prompts, I can make improvements to that. But it makes me think, oh, actually, was this version a little bit better than I thought it might have been? Apart from the terrible click here, which you know you're absolutely never allowed to to create, it must always be a link to the title, yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't. I wasn't happy with that. I don't think it was good. I didn't like it. So I thought, okay, for my fifth experiment, I want to repurpose some content. And I thought, okay, well, there's a billion ways you could do this, but what I'm going to choose is SEO descriptions. And this feels a little bit close to the whole tech bro thing, you know, let's hustle, hustle, let's sell, sell. But I'm going to give you an example of a page that kind of hopefully pulls away from that a little bit. So, (laughs) found this really, really... (laughs) I found this really awesome article on the uh, CSI... CSI, CSIRO. Wow, I wasn't lying, was I? <laughs> CSIRO's website. Cyro. I'm allowed to. Are you allowed to? Those those inside are allowed to use that affectionate terms like that. And this was all about connection between country, looking after country, digital tools, and education. Re- and do you? It was. It's a great. It's a great. Absolutely fantastic kind of newsy story on their site. I know you can't read this. I'm just showing you the length of it. I, sh- I loved that photo that they included. It just feels like the antithesis of anything that chat GPT could possibly make. But I thought, okay, imagine we've got 100 of these on the website. It's an awesome article, but no one's, no one's finding it. So, I was thinking, what will I do? What will I ask the tool to do? So, I said, create an SEO description, look, spelt, really badly. Didn't matter. Love that. For this content. And then I put inverted commas marks and I just copied and pasted it all in. Because I'm, again, I'm using the, th- the, th- the three free version. And I, I kind of like what it made. Discover the empowering journey of Indigenous women rangers mastering responsible digital technology. With a blend of elders' wisdom and modern tech, rangers can digitally Oh, sorry, can earn digital badges in the Healthy Country AI and Digital Impact Program. This initiative, a partnership between CSIRO, NALSMA and CDU, offers courses on drone and camera trap site surveys, ensuring culturally safe monitoring practices on country. I I'm like, I like that. I like that for SEO. I think it's a bit long. The SEO experts in the room are going, oh, it's a bit long, Elle. You're right. You're right. And I have heard on the street that SEO, um, Google doesn't like stuff that it thinks... ChatGPT has written and penalises it, but I also understand that that's changing. But so, I like this. I, I reckon this did a, it was a pretty good job here. So, all these examples, right, they, they make me ask this question. What's the purpose and value of your content? If you... It really makes me think, why are we making this content? To what purpose? Is it just fodder? Is it stocking filler that you're just tossing out there? Or is it something that's highly valuable? Because answering that question will help you figure out, is the tool right for you in a particular context? One other thing that might help you is this quadrant that I that I have in my mind around defining content. Because... So I live in the world of content. I'm constantly thinking about it. There are others who, surprisingly, think less about content. (laughs) And they might have one kind of idea about what it means. They might go, oh, it's an email or it's social media or it's a web page. And I'll go, ooh, good start. So I'll say, I I like this model of thinking about content in these four different ways. So the first kind of content is what I call action content. So this is... So it's, it's... And the CSIRO story is an example of that. You read to educate yourself, to learn more. That is an action. You might go to the ATO website to find out about how to submit your tax return. You might go to Reddit to learn or to troll somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And Shopify is there because of the application functionality. You've done all, you're thinking about what you want to buy and then you use the product functionality of Shopify to make that purchase, actions. The next quadrant is all around promotion. So this is where you, you basically try to sell something, maybe through marketing or advertising, very distinct disciplines, but you know, there's a bit of combination sometimes where you, you're really reaching out. You can always imagine in here, people are coming to you, here you're reaching out. The third quadrant is what I talk about bait content. So the, think about the first example of bait content that might come to mind to you is soap operas. Classically, soap operas were designed to sell soap. So you'd have this cute little story that was like constantly pulling you in the next day and it was all about capturing eyeballs so that they could put then the soap ad. And so you might go, well, how the hell is Gmail on there? That doesn't work. It's like it does because it's a free tool bait that brings you together capturing attention, eyeballs, data, same diff. And then the fourth quadrant... Product, and this is absolutely the premium, premium, premium content. This, you're paying for this. <laughs> it's the antithesis, really, of, of the others. Now, why am I bringing this up now? Let's think about ChatGPT. Where is it most effective currently? I reckon it's most effective currently here in this quadrant. Now, in saying that, you might be going, "I've seen tools where they're using OpenAI to write books." I'm like yes, but they're terrible. <laughs> and maybe there's an admin function up in this quadrant, like the SEO or the summarization function. So that's that's some potentials. And then I was thinking about the, the couple of examples that I showed to you, and I was like this, and I put them on a continuum. So this is where I think the tool works really well, and this is where I think the tool does not work well. So I'm like, the original high-value content, I don't think it's really the tool does well in that space at the moment. I don't think it did a particularly good job at reducing content. You remember that example? I didn't, I didn't really like what it did. Social media fodder, I think it's doing pretty well. Probably for people who, I call it mum and dad, social media makers, so, like, the experts don't need chat GTP. They, 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 they have a whole range of sophisticated tools, but for people who are just trying out who want to, like, Um, reach out for their local electrician kind of organisation, great tool. Spam and scam, I put it there, but I reckon it should be further to the right. I reckon if you were doing the right thing, you could make it work a treat. (laughs) 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 Emotive scripts, I didn't mind that. And then the SEO descriptions, I was really, really happy with. I was like, I think that works so well. So, okay, we're talking about generative AI. We're talking about AI. So what do we have to have? We have to have the risk conversation, right? That We do it every time. So, helpfully, chat GPT has when you, you know, the first interstitial you see when you open the tool is a little bit of an advice about the fact that this is potentially risky. So don't share sensitive information and check your facts. In saying that, if you look at the comparison in accuracy or the reduction in hallucinations between 3.5 and 4, it is fascinating, the improvement is significant. But, so let's add to those risks. What, what are the, yeah, bias, yes, transparency. It's like the black box. We don't actually know how the hell it's working. We hope it's good, but we don't really know what's going on in there. Workforce disruptions. I mean, kind of a risk, kind of not. It could be a really good thing, but it feels, you know, change is hard. Um, I can't, deepfakes I just wrote as a code for things are made and we don't know who's made them. We don't know how accurate they are. And I guess there's kind of like ideas about security, I'm probably going to run out of time, but in a break, come and to ask me about the Amnesty International example, and that is an example of blowback, where you think you're doing the right thing using these generative AI tools, and your membership base or your audience really doesn't like how you've used it. Of course, plagiarism. Amazon famously um, banned the use of ChatGPT on any of their systems. They said it was about leaking potential customer data. Could have been anything. And I guess IP leakage. And again, organize, I'll show you some examples of companies that are getting around that. So, risks. <sighs> Prompt engineering is everything, right? You probably even if you haven't used the tool, you've you, or you might have used, you know, Mid Journey or DALI, you know, that it's so, so, so important. And absolutely right. And one of the, I think it's one of the beautiful things about the tool is that you can keep iteratively asking and building. So one of the reasons I was probably a bit more impressed with the, this, the radio script example than you might have been was one of the real challenges you have in that task is that you're not only writing an introduction. So I was a producer and I had to write for my presenter. So say I was writing something for Richard Glover. So I have to write in using words, um, cadence and expressions that he would use. But one of the great things about this tool is that you can teach it a tone and then you can ask it to use that tone in future pieces of work. So, again, fascinating. And then I was thinking about the risks and I was thinking about workforce disruption and I was like, right, well, if prompt engineering is everything, are there actually jobs going in this space? So, I did a really, really quick look and I was like, okay, seek, All the engineering jobs are like civil engineers, no prompt engineers, or devs or whatever. Uh, Nothing to do with chat GTP. Oh, I spelt it wrong. (laughs) 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 Can someone do a quick search for me in Seek right now? Tell me if it comes up with anything. Because I was surprised. (laughs) Oh! Seriously, who's searching? Tell me if there are any jobs. Tell me if there are any jobs. Oh gosh, how do I get this far in life? I do not know. <laughs> so let's let's kind of summarise before things get a bit more off track. Where does this tool? <laughs> where is? There's 20. Ah, oh, God. Well, tell me quickly, what are they about? Like, are they? What are the, what's the first one say? Does it sound like a marketing, like, schmoshy, kind of crazy one, or does it sound legitimate? A vet nurse. Say, what, what do you say? A vet, nurse. a vet nurse, okay? <laughs> Unlikely to nurse be nurse. customer service, maybe. Marketing. marketing, definitely. Senior copywriter. Senior copywriter, interesting, yes, definitely. Digital copywriter. Digital copywriter. Culture and communication specialist. That makes so much sense at their actual jobs. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thanks, team. I appreciate you. Okay, so where does, where does the tool really work well? I know this is, this, I'm gonna sound a bit disparaging, but I kind of, I guess I am. I'm like low value content, repeatable content, mass content creation, in conjunction with other tools. So the API isn't live yet, but there are some, there's, some, there's heaps of um, products that are already kind of trying to connect in with chat, GPT, one of them being Slack. I'll talk more about that in the risks associated with the tool. Um, and I know I was meant to be talking about like, public-facing content, but I'll just chuck in ideation and brainstorming and research as a, like, because we're doing that to make content from the outside. So this, I think this is where currently these are, these are ways that I would advocate for using the tool. Oh, and yes... For me, for me, the fact that it responded so well to my misspelling, to my like my incorrect prompts, that's a real um, that's a real pro in my mind. Now, where I think it's not working so well, high risk content, high value content, culturally sensitive content, complex content, expert content, credible content—it's pretty much just a cinnamon. cinnamon? Antonym is an antonym. I thought it was that they were the same. Aren't they all the same? Isn't that a synonym? Now you're trying to trick me up. (laughs) (laughs) But I also added the in conjunction with other tools here as a problem. Because, Because if there's a lack of transparency, I perceive it to be an issue. At the moment, you know when you're talking about when we're talking about AI at all, whether it be natural language processing or machine learning, we talk about this concept of human in the loop. And I am comfortable with using chat GPT if we understand what the human interaction is going to be. And at the moment, there's there's this black box piece, but I, I kind of get a sense of the black box. But if I get an integration with Slack and I don't know where that, it, it, when, when the tool starts to look like it's really real and it's not, I think, that, I think it, the conjunction with other tools things is both a pro and a con. Okay, so one way I think it's really nice to think about this tool is to kind of think about it in comparison to Google Translate. So Google Translate, again, is a magic, magic, magic tool. But if you were going off to do, like imagine you are in an American movie and you're wearing a suit and you're going off to do like a high power banking merger thing and everyone speaks Spanish, you're not going to use Google Translate in that situation. You're going to bring in an interpreter. You're going to, like this is high stakes, we're going to do it right. I think that's a really nice analogy to why and how you would use the tool I'm talking about. So, really, really quickly, because I'm, like, down to less than a minute. Or maybe that's up. It's down? Okay, I'll just be real quick. Thanks, Steve. Um, super, super quick. So, these are the places that I'm going to find out. This is not how to use the tool. Just Google how to use the tool, spell it correctly, and you get some great responses. <laughs> but... I wanted to know which organisations in Australia and New Zealand are putting together policies, guidelines, really credible guidance for, for how to get what we need to do out, out of that tool. So, digital.govt.nz really good stuff about generative AI generally. The New Z, NZ Privacy Commissioner, the a, our federal government has just, the consultation's just finished. They've done a huge raft of consultation around um, Gen AI, and I'm I don't know, oh, my gosh, how long will it take them to get it? Maybe by the end of the year, maybe not. Uh, the Office of the New South Wales Chief Data Scientist, Ian Opperman, he has always has got some good stuff going on. ABC's got a great AI policy, so has the CSIRO, love them. And if you're looking for case studies, look for Stripe and look for Morgan Stanley. Now, Ollie, you remember those slides? Get rid of them, love. Thank you. Yes, love your work. That was done beautifully. So, roller coaster, roller coaster. We're, we've been up, we've been down. Um, I do recommend that if you haven't played with it, you absolutely do, but you use it with caution because at this point, it has very clear limitations. Hopefully, I've articulated those well to you. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. <laughs> um, thanks, El. I'm sure we've got at least one question. Do you have a question? We have a question from the audience. Okay, I'll tell you the Amnesty story. Okay, okay, okay. So my favorite podcast is Download This Show on Radio National. You all listen to it, right? Yes, just right. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. Mark Fennell, he's um, doing what the British stole, so he's not on it for the moment, but normally he's, he's, he's doing it. So he shared this story with me. So he said, okay, have you heard about what happened to Amnesty? And I'm like, as a listener, no, Mark, tell me, tell me what's happening to Amnesty. So, um, they wrote this really big report about very serious incident that happened in Spain, a human right, um, let's say fiasco, conflict between people protesting and the police and other government parties. And it was very substantial. It was beautifully marked up. It was well referenced. And they were designing it to be submitted to a number of European Um, agencies to try and get mitigation on this terrible incident and make sure it didn't happen again. And one thing they did was that they used Midjourney or DALI to illustrate it because, because for very good reason, they did not want photographs of the live event of which there were many because they didn't want to identify people. So it, To me, it sounds like a really, like it's Amnesty International, you go guys, they're doing the right thing, they're protecting anonymity, but they got enormous blowback. Why? Because their members, their community said, you should have paid an illustrator to do that. And when I first heard that, I was, because I was really excited, like I've actually made, I made a blog post for myself. It was about, you know, and I use, I was like, I really want to play with Dali. So I made all these like, Um, cartoon panels, and I loved it, and then I was thinking, oh no, am I going to get cancelled because I should have got an illustrator to do that, so it really made me think, and I was like, ah, interesting, so that's one of the risks, if you, it's so exciting, it's so magical to use these tools, it's making these things that just feel like they're out of science fiction, are we stopping and pausing and thinking, what's the possible blowback on this, and uh, what are the ethical considerations that maybe we don't understand, but that our broader community find very, very important, and I'll be getting caught up. It's a bit like that lovely example from, have you guys read Guns, Germs and Steel? Such a good book, again, read it. There's this great, it's about China and technology, and it's really, really interesting. It's about China invented everything. And it was like, they they found all these plans of a helicopter, and I shit you not, like 4,000 years old, plans of a helicopter, and they're like, we're pretty sure it would have flown. But, what, but this is all sealed up, a bit like um, Steve's beautiful example, all sealed up and discovered. And what happened is that the people, that the the, the guy who invented it, the, his team, his boss, all executed, killed, and put with the plans in this big crypt. Because the, the boss is like, no, I don't think we want a helicopter. I don't think that's good for us. How is that going to impact on our day-to-day lives? And... Like, I'm like, hello, a helicopter 4,000 years ago would have been so good. What are you talking about? But it's like, it's great. It really resonates with me because it's about just because we can do something, should we? Thanks, Phil.